This is Bong Legacy with Zach King's Therapy. With me is Owen. Hey, how's it going? So today's uh, podcast, we have some uh, a little dandy, don't we, Owen? Uh, yes, we do have what you would call a dandy. So we're going to review Game 7, and not just any Game 7. This is Game 7 of the 2002 Western Conference Finals. Now, what do you think of that? Oh, I like it. Uh, well, I don't really like it, but, you know, it's it's an iconic game. So, I guess let's get into it, shall we? So, me and Nolan watched uh, Game 7 on, uh, I guess, a, what, a video, a YouTube video? So, we don't actually have the full game, because this is a YouTube version i think you can get on league pass but i don't want to pay for league pass so yeah uh on the youtube version there are a lot of cuts unfortunately yeah from like the first to third quarters there are just chunks missing so we might end up missing some parts that you know the really loyal fans remember watching live i'm sorry we're just not going to go through everything but we do have the entire fourth quarter and the ot and that's where a lot of the fireworks happen so well, well, you'll you'll notice there will be a lot more focus on those two quarters. So in chronological order, we'll go over our notes from first, second, third, fourth, and OT. So for starting off with my first quarter notes, it's quite short. Uh, I thought that uh, Weber had some good mismatches uh, when shooting his mid-range game. A lot of Lakers fouls, I thought. Um, and uh, we had about the same amount of field goals, but other than that, it, it it was a little lackluster because, um, of course, we're missing quite what half the quarter. Didn't really see too much. How yeah, so you? like it basically kind of start like Kings kind of start out pretty hot. It feels, and then all of a sudden it it goes it goes to a timeout, and then it kind of cuts to like the end of the quarter. On my notes here, it says we're missing from basically the eight minute mark all the way to the two fourteen mark of the at the end of the quarter. Um. One of my one of the notes I have is that uh, Hito I think had one or two shots where his foot was right on the line, and you know that it's not really his fault. It's just kind of the style of play back in the day. They did not really like taking that many threes, so and it becomes kind of a theme later on. There's a lot of shots with with their foot on the line, and it ends up being a two. Yeah, and uh, yeah, sorry. So before going on, I, I got to say, I'm not used to this type of play like in the modern day NBAs. To me, it's a little lackluster, a little slow in a way, but. Uh... I mean, I don't want to I don't want to say like that the Kings are the are like the modern day Warriors, but like there's precursors to that, like, yeah. you know, like the, you know, the really good passing, but a lot more. But, you know, the what. I guess differentiates uh, the Kings to the Warriors of well a year ago, but is that basically the Kings would usually start from the high post as opposed to kind of like Draymond being up top handling the ball. They instead it, it passes to Weber or Vladi in the high post, and they kind of initiate a bunch of a bunch of like movement from that position, and it's beautiful to watch. Like and you know like the Lakers did it too. Like they would give it to like you know some. Like they would initiate with like Shaq in the low post and wait for the double and such like that. It was nice to watch. Mm-hmm. A lot of precursors to the modern day beautiful passing uh, kind of offense. All right, so go oh, moving but, on. Uh, by the oh, but by the way, before we move on to the second quarter, uh, uh, a graphic did pop up, and this will become a theme. Uh, Weber is shooting forty five percent from the, from the free throw line this series. And, it becomes a theme. <laughs> yeah. I think throughout the whole, or all the Kings, it's like roughly, what, 53% total? It, I, I have a stat here somewhere, but like, yes, it is not good. <laughs> right. is, and I think Bibby was really the only one that actually shot well from the line the entire series. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll go over that at the end of the part or of our notes. So uh, I guess moving on to the second quarter, same thing as the first quarter. It's just a lot of it has been cut out. My notes. Uh, There was a necessary foul on Kobe during the fast break. I believe it was Bobby Jackson. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That he had no a... chance of catching him either. Like he just like hit him in the shoulder for no reason. I don't know why he did that. Yeah, it was really unnecessary. Um, I also thought the Kings didn't have too much of a passing game going on, as uh, I expected. Uh, and I thought they shot quite a few contested shots that they shouldn't have shot. And uh, at this point, I thought the Lakers also started to draw a lot more fouls and charges to get uh, like rank up those um, uh, bonuses. Uh, what else? Also, a lot of fouling on Shaq. We did do a lot of good defensive rebounding, but of course we can't stop Shaq in the paint. And of course, Kobe being Kobe. You know, Vlade was, you know, in foul trouble basically most of the game. And mm-hmm. Weber and Pollard were on him most of the game. And, you know, Weber's kind of too small and Pollard's not that good of a not that good of a defender. And yeah, he really started to kind of eat down low. The Kings offense started to kind of bog down. Again, Vlade was in trouble or in foul trouble a lot, so he couldn't really get the ball moving, but you know, at certain points, um, at certain points, uh, at the end of the quarter, uh, Weber gets out on the break with a beautiful pass to Scott Pollard, and I have my notes here. Shaq is a really good passer. Uh, you know, Vladi, Vladi, and Weber are really good passers, and it's it's actually really kind of rare to see. The only guy that I can really imagine doing this kind of passing nowadays is Jokic. Just that beautiful kind of high post, waiting for the double, and then just gorgeous passing uh weber loves the behind the back pass <laughs> gotta have a heart attack a few times like when he threw to bibby just kind of nonchalantly and it's just like little unnecessary overall we kept a good fighting spirit i'd say for the first two quarters and you know to your um to your point about us taking tough shots uh bill walton did mention like yeah he noticed that the king's offense was really starting to bog down a little bit and when it was a pretty ugly stretch for what we saw, like of just bricks and just bad shots. So mm-hmm. yeah. Let's see. Going on to the third quarter, uh Lakers had a pretty good passing game going on, I thought. Uh leaving a lot of perimeter shooting, uh, but I'd say a lot more misses than the Kings. Let's see. Weber missed uh, there was a point where Weber missed two straight free throws. But luckily, Devon got the rebound, got the foul, only made one. And uh, at this point, I thought, man, there's a lot of missed free throws. And then, like, the very, like, small chunks that we see. Like, I don't even want to imagine what it was like the entire game. But, yeah, what, what should have been three point, at least, like, three points, ended up being only one point from that entire, like, two possessions. And then, yeah, it becomes just a huge theme throughout the game. And we're going to keep getting back to this because this is kind of, this is a game this close. You know, it went to OT, like every single free throw mattered. And, uh, and yeah, also for some reason, Weber lost his headband for some reason. Yeah, I believe he uh, got fouled uh, during one of those plays. I, I don't want to say it was this foul, but <laughs> I had a feeling it was this foul. <laughs> It might have been. It's just I thought it was just kind of weird. It just didn't have a headband on. Like it gave me, it made me reminisce about 2013 when LeBron lost his headband in the mm. fourth quarter and kind of went ham afterwards, basically. Uh, yeah, that was uh, it. Wasn't really the case for whoever, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Uh, let's see what else. I also thought the Kings had a better passing game this uh, quarter. There was a nice Weber pass to Divock for a dunk. Very nice. Yep, and it kind of got the Kings going for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, About halfway through the third quarter, Divock had four fouls and was benched. That was a big one. And Kobe being Kobe, of course, shooting those contested shots. That We had good defense on Kobe, but... I mean, Kobe will always find a way to get those shots down. When you're a superstar like Kobe, it really doesn't matter what you do sometimes. You're just going to go get buckets. But, you know, you know, all the credit to Doug Christie. Like, he made Kobe work for those. He And, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of spoilers, but Kobe did shoot pretty terrible this game. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of it is to Doug Christie. Um, 
I have a note here that's basic that basically says Kobe misses a free throw, uh, makes one misses a free throw. Fox gets the rebound. That's Rick Fox, not De'Aaron Fox. Um, rebounds it and it leads to a Kobe three, leading to a big four point swing at the 5:23 mark of the game or of, of the third quarter. And mm-hmm. that was big. A lot more fouls on Shaq, I gotta say as well. And yeah. I thought overall this quarter. There wasn't that many frees made. Of course, this was a different time. We wouldn't be chucking 30 frees per game. But uh, yeah, I thought this quarter was a little lackluster in threes, especially since we have no Peja and Doug Christie is kind of out of the game, if you know what I mean. Yeah, we'll get to it. And uh, I also noticed throughout this quarter is that um, there wasn't or there was really easy points for the Lakers in the inside paint, not by Shaq, but by people like Fox and uh, Robert Ory, kind of like driving in and getting those easy layups. Since we don't really have a shop walker inside with Divock having four fouls and also how uh, Shaq is kind of wearing away from the paint for his teammates to drive in easy. Well, the reality is, is that without Devot, Scott Pollard is not a great rim protector. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as Pollard really can't help on those layups just because if he helps, that's a that's a layup for Shaq. So mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, without Devot's in there, it's just basically there was just free reigns to the rim, to the rim. Even though Scott Pollard is there, he can't really help that well. And yeah, it led to like, I think two or three possessions where you know, Fox and like Ori just took turns, just you know, one dribble and just gets a layup, like easy. Mm-hmm. You can't have that. Sh- you can't really have that in in such a close game, basically. Oh yeah. Let's see. Do you have any more notes for the third quarter? Uh, I just said. Uh, I just said. Bibby misses a free throw to end the quarter. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's really hammer that down. Free throws, free throws, throws, and free throws. Free throws, yes. Okay, I guess going on to the fourth quarter. Here's where the big chunk of our notes go into play. Um, Bobby Jackson comes back, uh, and I thought the Kings played a little small ball during this quarter. It's Uh, like they just jumped into 2020 all of a sudden. All of a sudden. Uh, Let's see. Lakers had good uh, offensive rebound uh, putbacks. and I thought the Kings focused on Shaq a little too much in the paint because, of course, like I said, easy weigh-ins by the Lakers, by Fox, Robert Ory, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Weber with a technical foul. And it was kind of a weird, I mean, like, yeah, it's kind of a foul, but you can't, you can't do, you can't lose your shit like that. Like, I get it, like, Robert kind of fouled him, but like, I mean, muscle that up. <laughs> Just bully him. Do something. Like, mm-hmm. you know, finish like a man. <laughs> finish like a man on that one. And you cannot get the technical foul on that. And again, this went to OT. You think we could have used that point back? Because I, I forgot who shot it. I think with Kobe. He makes the free throw. And, yeah. you know, I forgot. I don't remember the score at that point. But again, in a game this close, do you really want to give them a free point like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I also thought what. Or there was a statistic uh, during the game where they showed how Weber wasn't really doing too well in the second half. Uh, it just became a theme, like, and we'll talk about it later on in the later mm-hmm. on too. The only one that really wanted to score and wanted that ball was Mike Bibby. Yeah. Unfortunately, he plays the entire. Or fortunately, or he does play the entire fourth quarter in OT and did not, and also ended the third. So he did not really get any rest and you can see him kind of start to gas out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's see, speaking of not playing too well, let's talk about Peja and uh, Doug Christie for a little bit. Okay. Let's see during this quarter. Oh man. I, I don't, I didn't, I forgot um, the field goal uh, percentage for Peja, but Doug Christie, man, oh man. He's, Chucking bricks. Yeah, you know, and you know, in the words of Cleveland Brown, terrible, absolutely Very. terrible. Very bad. Let's see. 
But you know, all the credit to the world, uh, to the world, to him. Uh, just great defense on Kobe, though. Yeah, that probably did wear him out, but you could just see how tentative he was. He did not want to shoot, mm-hmm. and you know, it's just you got you know, just say fuck it, you <laughs> just shoot it. But at the same time, like you just see in his body language, he just did not want the ball, did not want to shoot open threes, not contested threes, open threes. Mm-hmm. This was also the quarter where I thought was kind of a little downfall for the Kings, but of course. We came back. Uh, let's see. We started shooting and driving a lot more contested shots, but we also drew a lot of good fouls. Of course, free throws is a big problem. Uh, Vlade comes back and fouls Shaq right away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a dumb foul. Like He just kind of swiped at the ball and kind of got him, and you can't do that when you have... Yeah. Right as you check in, no less, like with four fouls. Yeah. He's smarter about it, you know? Not only that, Bobby Jackson blocking foul right away after that foul. Uh, after that... Bobby Jackson gets pushed by Shaq and immediately gets benched. Shaq was Shaq was Shaq was mad at this point. You <laughs> see it. You can just see in his face, just like not looking anybody in the eye, just you know, grab you know, like grabbing that ball, almost trying to play like that, you know, when you the tall kid like put throw, like puts the ball really high up so the short kid can't get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was uh he was pissed. Now, with um, trying to draw fouls for the Kings, I thought they weren't taking any like good shots because we had a bad free throwing game, uh, uh, and that comes into play because we were always trailing by like a few points, but we never, you know, ever capitalized or gained any leads. Yeah, up until the very end, but like just you know, just in a normal game. Like, I, these are good plays because you're drawing a lot of fouls, you're getting to the line, but you're just not making any any free throws, and you can't really do anything about that, you know. But, like, you know, they they went aggressive to the rim, and, you know, I think that's fine. Like, you don't really want to shoot jumpers all the time because, again, Mike Bibby was the only one that really was making shots in this, <laughs> and, you know, Weber a little bit too, but... He wasn't really actively looking for a shot. So mm-hmm. the, they drew a lot of fouls, and that's good. It's just that they did not make any free throws. And can't really do much about that. Mm-hmm. So with about a minute left, we're finally tied. But by the way, before oh. uh, you get into that, uh, another stat came out. Kings were 5 for 14 from the free throw line by the 323 mark. Okay. so 5 for 14. That. So that's, you know, just give give or take. Let's just say we make four more free throws, nine of fourteen. We would be what up, <laughs> like up five points or up four four to go. Like at this point, jeez, that's that's <laughs> terrible from the line. That sounds like a three point percentage right there. It'd be a horrible three point percentage too. Five for fourteen. So <laughs> yeah. So moving on. Uh, without a bit a minute left, we're finally tied. We had good defense, but Wade six foul on Kobe, exited the game with fifteen points and ten rebounds. That's a great stat. Like it was it? How many minutes did he play? Let me. He only played twenty seven minutes mm-hmm. and yeah. was fifteen and ten. So he was good. It's just that he was in foul trouble. You know that last foul. I don't know. It, I, you you call that on Kobe too? I feel I don't know. That that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a homer, so I'm kind of biased in this way. But yes, he fouls out, and it's pretty devastating for, for yeah. the Kings. Yeah, that his defense would really help out with um against Shaq and being that shot blocker we needed that this whole game. Not just that, just like that passer, that secondary passer, mm-hmm. like you know him, him and him and Weber, like that. That's a really like dynamic passing big uh, front court. Mm-hmm. And you know we lose him for the game, and yeah, unfortunate. And it's it becomes pretty costly. Uh, before that, actually, of you know Vlade for some reason, so he's guarding Ori because he doesn't want to. Because uh, I guess Rat Adelman doesn't want him to guard Shaq because he has five fouls. Drops way back in the paint for some reason. It's, and Robert Ori catches 
and just you know shoots a three and makes it. I think that was his second three of the game. And what the hell? Why would you leave Ori open? I know that this is 2002. Like guys don't really just jack up threes like that, but that's Robert Ori. You know, he hit that exact same shot in Game Four to you know to uh. save, to basically save the Lakers. You know, for the series, and you don't leave him open. Like you weren't really doubling Shaq either. Mm-hmm. It's just what in the hell was that? Yeah, not not too good primer defense. And it's just kind of one of those perils of having him out. Like, you know, just ha- I guess, you know, in hindsight, of course, but, you know, just have him guard Shaq. Like, mm-hmm. just have him guard Shaq because he's, you know, most big men. And this is with Shaq, too. They don't like getting out of the paint. Mm-hmm. And that was big. Yeah, we focus a little too much on Shaq and also Kobe, of course, but. Yeah, Fox and uh, Rob Rory made a lot of key points throughout this whole game. They would have been great for the great for today, like big wings like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like three the the mythical. I don't know about Fox, the mythical three and D guys, the true like three and D guys. And Rory's huge; he's six ten. Like, you know, Rick Fox looks pretty big too. And like, yeah, these guys were perfect for today's game. Oh yeah. Let's see. <laughs> So after the foul on Kobe by Vlade, Kobe only makes one free throw. Uh, let's see. We had a nice Bibby clutch free, but of course. Not, no, the clutch two foot was on the line. Oh, <laughs> shoot. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a theme. He, that was multiple times he did that. I forgot. <laughs> and what do I have free? But they no, count it as a two. Yeah, I look. No, I looked back. Yeah, his foot was on the line. Oh. I was like, I was like, that looks like a three. Let's rewind. No, his toe was on the line. Oh darn! And this is not the only time he did it in the game either. Like he did uh, it like multiple times. I mean, I guess that's fine as long as he makes it in. We get the points. Yeah, but we're not gonna look at that. We're gonna look at the free throws. So uh, yes. So right after this. Two, not three. Sorry, uh, Darren. Co- Why I say Darren Collison? Doug Christie fouls Kobe. Yeah, Kobe got him on a pretty good drop step. So mm-hmm. you know, yeah. unless unless Christie's gonna you know do a bronze stouch, you know, fly in and pin the ball into the backboard. Yeah, he's gonna have to foul him, or that's a bucket. Yeah, look at these notes. I I shouldn't have put DC and BJ's because I'm. I gotta get confused. confused. Oh, Bobby Jackson. Yeah. EJ. Let's see. Raptor, Fallon, Kobe. Uh, Let's talk about this. Peja air ball for a second here. No no timeout, by the way. Just just inbound the ball. You know what? Great play. Like, they ran a great play. And it gets Peja, one of the best shooters in the league, the best shooter on the team, an open three. Mm -hmm. Very open. Sadly, like you said, there was he was injured with a was it sprained ankle? So yeah, and you also mentioned that how the ankle can affect a shooter's form and of course making those shots. And it would have been nice if he made that free. That would have been And some big. good old fashioned, you know, <clears throat> choking. Um mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, it was like a horrid mystery. Like wide open, I guess you know it, and you know that would have that would have put out, put us what up two, so mm-hmm. so yeah, like we had these chances to win and we just kind of didn't cash in, and this is despite missing all those free throws. <laughs> mm-hmm. Isn't that insane? Okay, so to end the fourth, we got a foul on Shaq. He only makes one. They got a foul on Bibby, and we make both, and it's a tie game. Yeah, so Shaq hits one of two. Uh, Lakers lead 198. Kobe mm-hmm. fouls Bibby on a very iffy call, to say the least. Like, yeah. sure, it's a foul, but at the same time, it's the end of the game. It's game seven. It's the playoffs. Those don't get called usually. So it was mm-hmm. a very weird foul. Like, I even I even theorized, with, theorized to you. Like, I think it was a makeup call for that Vlade call mm-hmm. uh, earlier, because... It's a weak foul to say the least, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, but Bibby does hit both. Fox did try to pull some pull some bullshit <laughs> where basically he he basically said change 
the announcement was like a change of position. Basically, they're lining up for the free throw. And Baby makes the first one. And Fox says, oh, I got to stand over here now. Give me a second. And, you know, he takes a sweet fucking time. And basically, it just makes – it's trying to make Bibby, Bibby, like, really nervous so that he'll miss. Baby does not miss. And he makes the free throw. We get OT. After that, you know, Lakers get the ball. Shaq – I think it was Weber guarding him. Weber does a good job of forcing him out pretty far out. Um, Shaq throws up his kind of signature right, like turnaround one-handed, right-handed shot. It misses, or he misses a tip, and we get OT. Uh, going back on the foul on Bibby, I I forgot to watch the Reggie Jackson. Oh, <laughs> okay. So, yeah, we'll I'll I'll send you the video after this. But basically, uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, a few years ago when um uh, was it when Jimmy Butler was still on the uh still on the Timberwolves, Jimmy Butler gets fouled while shooting a three while his team is down three with like I think like like less than a second to go, and Jimmy Butler makes two makes two free throws and he's waiting for his third free throw. Reggie Jackson screams from screams basically from the three point line, say, hey, hey, hey. And then just and then basically holds out his hand. I gotta high five my teammate. And Jimmy Butler gives him this death stare. Death stare. Basically like, really? Really? <laughs> and so then so then the ref, of course, put, gets him the ball and he shoots a free throw. And it goes in, just rims out, basically. And the Pistons win that game. And it was just the most genius slash dirty slash most annoying plays you can you can do in a basketball game. <laughs> and unfortunately, Fox tried to pull this, you know, a good ten years beforehand. Did not work on Bibby. And mm-hmm. yeah, so you know, that's kind of the backstory. I was telling Fong about that. Um, I'll, I'll send you the video afterwards. All right, let's go on to the overtime. Uh... I thought this uh, in this quarter, um, Shaq played a lot more than I've noticed in the other quarters. Um, a lot of bully ball, of course, and uh, Kobe was being careful because he, at this point, he had five fouls mm-hmm. to start off the uh, overtime quarter. Weber had a nice, quick mid-range for an extra two points. Uh, of course, we got the paint open for drivers and it was easy fouls for the Lakers and I, I kind of forgot how bad our foul trouble was at that point but it was crucial I gotta say because this was a this was a free throw type everyone, game I think everyone like had like four fouls I think Scott Pollard had four I think Weber had four I think mm-hmm. I don't I can't don't quote me on that but yeah uh basically yeah Weber Weber was guarding Shaq the entire like I think fourth and the fifth or yeah. the OT. So mm-hmm. like the, you know Weber is noticeably smaller than Shaq. So and you know when you get to the get to the end of a game like this, you know screw that offense. You just go straight to your best player. You just mm-hmm. go straight to your best player and he gets you a bucket. And Shaq did that. And yeah, Weber opens the quarter with a, with a pick and pop. This is. This is notable because on the next play, they run the basically the same play, which is a Weber, Bibby pick and roll. Weber pops out, is open, but Bibby decides to pass to Doug Christie, who hesitates and shoots a three, an open three, and pricks it pretty hard. And this be and this is where it really starts to kind of dawn on dawn on you where Christie just isn't isn't there on offense at all. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, yeah, it's he was two for fourteen by the uh, end of everything. Two for eleven, I think. Okay, two for eleven. That's a little better, but not better enough. Yeah, not championship. Day. Not not championship good enough, unfortunately. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I thought for that last minute of overtime, pretty bad passing. It's. It would have helped a little if it they passed it to the right guy, like you said. But of course, the... it wasn't even so much that. It's just like uh, as as I said before, like Bibby was really the only guy that wanted that ball. 
Mm-hmm. Like he wanted to score that ball. He wanted the moment. But because he played basically the end of the third quarter all the way and all of uh, the fourth quarter in OT, he was pretty gassed. Like you could see him kind of fumble his dribble on, on a play. And then you could just kind of see him just really getting tired. Mm-hmm. And everyone else was just essentially just passing it to the next guy, trying to get that ball movement going. But at the same time, like you can kind of tell they didn't they didn't want it. I see. And like this kind of shows up a little later. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it. But yeah, that was kind of a theme. Even Weber didn't even seem like he wanted it, really. Mm-hmm. Well, after all that, of course, Doug Christie couldn't shoot. Weber attempts a free, rattles out, sadly. And at this point, it was pretty much a back and forth foul, uh, fouling the Lakers. And at the end, Lakers went off the free throws because we couldn't capitalize on any uh, good shots or fouls. Yeah, and it's kind of a sad end. Uh, before, just before that, like, I, yeah, Shaq misses a Shaq misses a dunk uh, after like after basically giving the uh, Lakers the lead after hitting mm-hmm. a tough shot on Weber and hitting two free throws. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Two free throws. Shaq proceeds to spin, I think, on Weber and misses a dunk. You know, uh, Kings down two. Hito Hito gets the ball, dribbles, and passes it to Weber in traffic. And basically gets it stripped. And that's where I'm talking about no one really wanted the moment other than Bibby. And Hito kind of just decided to get that ball, get rid of that ball, and right to Weber in traffic. And that basically cost us the game. That was mm-hmm. kind of our last chance. And yeah, uh, Kings do get a stop on that possession. However, they come back down. Uh, Doug Christie gets another open, relatively open three. And his form is just ugly at this point. His arm, I think, like literally went sideways on the release and bricks it. And that's and then that leads to the Chris Chris Weber um bank <laughs> missed bank shot three, uh Kings down four, and that's basically the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, heartbreaking defeat. And you know, and that was that was the series. That was basically the championship because Boy, the yeah, I don't think I don't think we would have trouble uh, handling the Nets, uh, Jason Kidd's <laughs> Nets, mm-hmm. and that, and you know, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, unfortunately, next year we come back, we have we do have a good chance of winning the championship, but Webb does get hurt, and that was basically it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the story of the Kings, unfortunately, you know, you you know, and we'll and we'll jump to the summary now, so. Uh, I, so first thing, want to get out of the way again. No one wanted to score other than Bibby and Weber down the stretch. Uh, Bibby played the entire fourth and the, and the, the end of the third, all of the fourth and all of OT, and definitely looked tired at the end. But to be fair, Shaq and Kobe do- both played the entire uh, fourth quarter in OT as well. So you know he's not alone in just kind of having to carry that load. Bibby, I mean. Um, Lakers just showed more poise. That technical foul by Weber was huge. And, you know, King, well, not Kings, but like Lakers throughout the game from the parts that we saw didn't really complain that much about foul. They'll kind of look a little confused sometimes, but they didn't like outwardly like kind of get in the ref's face or get really hung up on it. And, you know, that was, you know, that's kind of that championship uh, experience that the Lakers just had over the Kings. Yeah, and and yeah, let's get to the free throws. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, Lakers shot eighty-two percent from the line this this game, and Kings shot fifty-three percent on the same on basically the same amount of free throws, mind you. Let's see. Uh, Lakers had thirty-three free throws, made twenty-seven. Kings had thirty free throws, only made sixteen. And yeah, that's basically the game. Like that that's free like just we blew it at the we blew it at the line. And mm-hmm. uh yeah. And then let, let's also get to another reason why we blew the game up. But before that, uh, Shaq shot fifteen for or eleven for fifteen from the line. Just great for Shaq. Yeah, that's why <laughs> undinkable numbers. It it kind of does add to the mythology of Shaq, where Shaq always says he made it when it mattered. He, I think his career percentage is like fifty seven percent from the line, but he did. Mm-hmm. But you know, this series, he did make them when it mattered. Oh Although yeah. He didn't miss two in a row, I think, in the fourth. But you know, that's just being yeah. nitpicking, being a Lakers hater. But mm-hmm. 
uh, another another element of this game, threes. Lakers shot 41% from three, seven for 17. Kings, however, shot 10%. Now, now Fong, I did tell you yesterday, but, you know, just how, how many did we make? Uh, two. Yes. If you do the math, 10%, we shot 10% from three and only made two. Yes, we went two for 20 from three. Yes, that was basically the game. Free, th- uh, free throws and threes. But this is kind of the sad part because Kings actually shot better from the field and had more field goal attempts than, than, the, uh, than the Lakers this game. Kings shot 55 or 45% from the field, while the Lakers only shot 42%. Now, if you told me who shot those two frees, I, I would forget, to be honest. I, I believe you said it was Bibby and Pollard. No, no, Bibby and Hito. Hito? Okay. <laughs> See, I already forgot. <laughs> yeah, Hito. Uh, yeah, so, again, so many... There's, like, just multiple shots where, like, Bibby's foot was on the line. Hito had a shot where, like, his foot was on the line. It's kind of the style of play back in the day, unfortunately. And Did I say Scott Pollard? Yeah, you, said, you said Scott Pollard. Oh, nope. <laughs> what, does, he right? have a three, does he have a three for his career? I don't even know. <laughs> Wait, why did I say Scott Pollard? I, I was for a split second. I was like, wait a second. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, sound right. Yeah, I was like Scott Pollard, <laughs> wrong guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. I don't think he ever made it free. I'll, we'll, we'll we'll look that up after this. But mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, and then for rebounding. To, Said uh, both teams had the same amount of rebounds. Uh, both had 15 offensive rebounds. Lakers had one more defensive rebound. Uh, they had 36, and the Kings had 35. So even game throughout, but we just lost it at the line and from three. Mm-hmm. Both lines, basically. And yeah, that was basically the game. Um, next year, again, Webb gets hurt, and we lose to the Mavericks. Before that, we were torching Steve Nash and Dirk Nowitzki. And you know, you know, I think I imagine we beat the Mavericks. Uh, we beat the Mavericks, and like you know, we go up against the Spurs, and you know, maybe maybe we beat the Spurs. Like Vlade and Vlade and uh, oh God, Vlade and uh, Weber. There we go. Weber versus Robinson and Duncan. Like you know, it it wasn't crazy to think to actually compare Weber and Duncan back in the day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's unfortunate we didn't get that matchup, you know, and that was ba- that was basically like a, our best chance to win a championship, excluding this one, of course. But you know, missed opportunities, and it's I guess it's a good thing that the Kings, this Kings, is remembered. This Kings team is remembered as well as it is because we, we usually make lists of the, the best teams to never win a championship, and there's a little bit of there's a little bit of pride we take in that. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, just unfortunately, we did not leave with a championship. Uh, and yeah, it was it was it was a fun actually re- going through some history because I, you know, I wasn't a fan of, of the team at this point. You know, I just heard, I guess, the legends of the O2, the O2 Kings. And it's actually really nice to actually kind of really get to see for see it for ourselves. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a blessing to see such a close game and you know it you know like i was just looking through some of the the, you know you know the warriors we believe teams right yeah the 07 team and you know the war the you know they called it roracle back in the day yeah because oracle arena was so loud for that for that first uh playoff run and i'm really looking forward to like you know when the kings make it back into the playoffs hopefully they do (laughs) <laughs> like you know that's going to be a that's going to be a, a packed arena like a loud sacramento um environment yeah i, I want to go to at least one playoff game in my lifetime i don't even know if i want to go just because uh, ticket prices are going to be up the up the wazoo so yeah i remember i think my sister went to a playoff game but of course it's in the clippers arena and of course this was before all the Kawhi stuff Hey, cheap tickets. Like, actually, <laughs> even with Kawhi, like, their their tickets aren't that expensive. I know, surprisingly. You know, they don't have that brand yet, and you know that you know they're in LA. They'll never top the Lakers. 
No. Just the, yeah. I, I don't. I don't mean to like they won't beat the Lakers, but the, the, the L.A. is Laker town. Mm-hmm. And even if they three peat, I think it's. I don't think. It's, I don't even think they're going to take over L.A. in that. Even then, like, I think like the Lakers have just that big of a stamp on L.A. Yep. And of course, yeah, they had to go over the Kings to do that. And this and this Lakers team was really on its last legs. Like they really got lucky in the series too, with you know mm-hmm. the war, the Ori three, and you know Kobe and Shaq kind of fall apart next year. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, like this, they were on their last legs. They really were. Shall right. we move on? Uh, yeah. It's just so... going down memory lane. Uh. Talk about talk a little about WWE. Yeah. So yeah, that pretty much ends the game seven. So okay. Yeah, but if so, yeah, this will be kind of the WWE section. So, you know, if you're not really into you know good old fashioned wrestling, uh, thank you for listening, and you know we'll catch you on the next one. But for those of you that do take an interest in good old fashioned wrestling, uh, WWE related mostly, um, you know. Uh, let's talk talk a little about WWE. Okay, uh, Cain Velasquez uh, was released. Uh, that was kind of weird. Um, <laughs> you know, it's too bad that you know I you know I'm I'm actually getting into uh, MMA a little bit, uh, UFC particularly, and like Cain Velasquez was a bad man in, in uh, UFC, <laughs> and I don't know what the hell they were doing with him in WWE. Like that's, I think he only had one match, maybe another match on SmackDown. But basically, the only match he really did was the one against Brock Lesnar in Saudi Arabia, where he lost in less than a minute mm-hmm. for no reason. I hate it when WWE does shit like this, where they try to basically work a ma- work a, a real life match. I guess like uh, they did it. They did it in WrestleMania, I think fourteen. Where they had Bart Gun versus Butterbean, where they basically quote unquote booked a boxing match, and Butterbean just <laughs> whooped <laughs> whooped Bart Gun's ass because Butterbean is a real boxer and Bart Gun is not, <laughs> and they basically try to work a real MMA match and it just looks stupid. Oh yeah, jeez, I remember times when yeah WWE booked actual athletes. I think remember the money way Mayweather match. Against... At least that was good. That was good <laughs> though. That like like you know you had basically money Mayweather essentially playing the kind of the little dipshit dipshit heel and like there was at least like a little bit of a story going into it. Mm-hmm. This one like you know they they clinch and Brock just gets him in the Kimura, Brock gets Kane in the Kimura and he just taps. <laughs> it was not there was no suspense, no nothing. It was a one minute match. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the hell that was, and uh, apparently he got paid two million dollars in that match. So yeah, still Great. a lot. Saudi, that's a lot in wrestling. Yeah, you like I think Undertaker gets two million in a WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. That's about it. And Saudi's got the money, man. Yeah, it's too bad. I actually kind like I actually really started like uh, Cain Velasquez and and UFC. I didn't really like him in WWE because it's kind of it was just kind of weird. Like they didn't really build him up all that well. And apparently, pe- a lot of people thought he was uh he was Rey Mysterio's son when he first debuted. <laughs> just funny. I mean, to be honest, I could see it. <laughs> I... Some some people were making fun of is like, did did Dominic just shave his head? <laughs> That's what they thought when he first came out because it's like. You know, like there was no real build to it, really. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, <laughs> a missed opportunity. Uh, also, Curtis Axel was also apparently released. Uh, so these releases actually happened a while ago. It's just that they're slowly getting announced by WWE. Like a lot of guys ended up getting released uh, on what's being called Black Wednesday now. Um, and yeah, um, the. Like, there isn't a guarantee that they'll be coming back. I know, like, some of their employees, like, employees, not wrestlers, are quote-unquote furloughed, meaning that they'll probably get rehired afterwards. There isn't a real contractual obligation for WWE to rehire these guys, to my knowledge, once they are, uh, once they kind of get back into business, once, you know, uh, this pandemic kind of starts to really slow down and fans can attend the arenas. 
So yeah, because they're independent contractors, they're technically they technically can't be furloughed. So you know, these guys might be a lot of these guys might be back. We just don't really know what the situation is. And you know, the the really weird situation with Drake Maverick right now kind of shows you kind of how weird this entire situation is. Oh yeah. I love Drake Maverick though, and I'm glad that he's still kind of getting a shot at it, or he's still, you know, in WWE. Like, you know, happy for the guy. Yep. Hopefully, or maybe he'll be back. We'll see in the next, hopefully, couple months. I don't know. Yeah. Um. He's he's in the cruiserweight tournament right now. They're doing some weird, kind of a weird storyline with him. I like to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so let's talk a little bit about Money in the Bank. So I, I kind of briefed you a little bit about this. And so Money in the Bank this year is going to take place at the WWE headquarters. And it's not just going to be a ladder match. They're actually going to be climbing the entire WWE headquarters. And they're going to get to the roof. And I ass- now they haven't really gone into detail of what's going to be on the roof. Is there going to be a helicopter like up there just... With a with like with a briefcase kind of hanging on a chain, or is it actually going to be like a ladder match on top of the roof? The the possibilities are endless here, mm-hmm. and like I kind of want to see where this goes. Are they going to have like a kind of a Edge versus Randy Orton type match, or are they going to just do a crazy cinematic match, a lot like the uh, the Boneyard match? What do you think? Uh. I mean, there's so many possibilities. It's like, are they gonna be like climbing up multiple staircases and fighting each way, uh, each room to the uh, briefcase? Uh, is it gonna be like kind of outdoor match where they scale the building, which I highly doubt. Oh dear. Okay. Wow, that's gonna be. Will there be? <laughs> someone actually brought up the idea, like maybe Baron, because Baron Corbin, I think, is in the match. Baron Corbin just takes the elevator. <laughs> like a, oh. like a like an evil sniveling coward that he is. Right. Yeah. Maybe there, the elevator breaks down. I don't know. There's gonna be some. I feel like yeah. There's gonna be some sort of comedic attribute to this. Either. I, I, I hope they just go comedic because like I don't know. I hope they go more comedic with this. Yeah. Either go with the elevator or maybe there's someone with a helicopter that kind of flies to the top. I don't know. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, Otis uh, this week beat Dolph Ziggler to uh, to get into the Money in the Bank ladder match. I'd like to see where that goes. Mm. I don't, I'm, I'm really into this Otis and Dolph Ziggler because like Dolph Ziggler is playing his role perfectly. Otis oh, yeah. is amazing, and Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville they're doing their part too. Like, let's see where this goes. And also, apparently, uh, the women's and men's are going to happen at the same time. Yeah, that's that's hard to. That's I feel like that's too much. <laughs> I wonder how that's gonna work. Really I'm curious. Just, is it back and forth? Are they gonna split the screen where half of it is men's and the other half is women's? And like you know, I imagine the women are gonna hit the men, but are the men gonna hit the women? Is there only gonna be one briefcase? <laughs> is there? Yeah. Is there gonna be only one? Yeah. So like, just endless amounts of possibilities. Yeah, I'm like I'm 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 hyped for like it's usually one of my one of my favorite times of the year. This is only like behind Royal Rumble for me because mm-hmm. the possibilities of like who can win are always like so not endless, but like there, there's so many possibilities that can happen in terms of winners and where you can kind of go with, in terms of storyline. Although although the men's have been botched, I think two years in a row, but you know like it's always exciting. Like as much as I like these possibilities, I feel like we're over Dickie in some ways. Yeah, and they're just gonna have a boring like edge edge of Randy Orton style where like they yeah. just throw each other into office office equipment and just grunt and boring and <laughs> I fall asleep probably. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I'm I'm kind of excited. Well, like for now, and you know I'm still optimistic about it. All right. I guess that's about it. Is that all for you, Owen? Uh, that's it for me. Um, yeah, like, have any ideas for the next episode? Mm, not too much, but we have been watching. Uh, 
what was that show called? Uh, Last the Dance. Last Dance. The mm-hmm. Last Dance. Oh yeah. So maybe we'll do an episode on that. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Uh, you know, I would love for there to be like a mid, not not like you know ten episodes, but like maybe like two episodes of just the Mike Malone saga. Oh, really? Like the because tw- like that's kind of what I hear is like the craziest like time, and then also maybe the George Carl saga as well. Hmm. Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, yeah. Episodes five and six comes out tonight, so we'll be watching that. And we'll probably do maybe even do a podcast about it, and maybe because like you know it's not really really Kings related or anything, but mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, there was one part where Rodman was watching Mitch Richmond, but that's about it. <laughs> you like man, Rodman is so interesting. Like he's just, like there is no equivalent to him. Like in right. terms of just the craziness. Right, the documentary as of right now, of course, as of right now, doesn't show everything that ramen has done so far okay we'll, we'll kind of we'll, like we, i guess we can kind of maybe go a little bit more into detail next on the next podcast as well if we do end up talking about it but apparently like there's so many details of him and carmen electra that just don't get talked about because you can't really talk about it in a documentary even though it is tv mature yeah it's that like just crazy apparently him and carmen electra were having sex all over the bulls practice facility oh which is disgusting <laughs> it's like i don't even want to imagine the germs and all that garbage especially like nowadays because of this pandemic I'm pretty i'm pretty germophobic nowadays oh yeah. okay yeah we'll, we'll probably get into it next episode uh, f- episodes five and six tonight premiere i don't know what time but i will be watching it mm-hmm that's that's some really good shit, would you say? What was that? That's some good shit. Oh yeah, it is. I thought I don't know you were talking about me. I was like, what? what? Oh no 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 no. Fun little reference for you wrestling fans. <laughs> All right, well thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. And yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll talk about the last dance. Oh yeah, maybe we will. All right. Catch you guys on the next one. See you later.